Welcome to the OFAR podcast. It's Monday, the 1st of August, 2022. What on earth would make this kind of noise? Like, seriously. <laughs> I'm assuming it's something that pilots. Steve, it seems like it's almost like we're getting back the band back together again. It's been that long. I think it's been close to a month since we've put together a podcast. And it's not from necessarily a lack of trying. It's sort of like I think I was got caught that yeah, I got that flu thing that was going around and work has just been horrendously busy and then you went to Thailand. Then I went to Thailand last week and I went on school camp and and as it is, as you sent me a message yesterday, if, if we weren't going to do one tonight, it's probably not going to get another one get done this week. So it's true. Like I got parent teacher interviews this week, so that's going to wipe out my basically. The, well, the, the days it's not much point doing a podcast on Thursday night. So no, <laughs> so, no. So. particularly when it seems that Spotify take at least twenty four hours to post it, like which is quite annoying. So it's not like yeah, it's it's done in, and posted in a couple of hours. So. People don't actually see it for about 24 hours after I post it, so they're already in the weekend. So, um, so we've got a little bit to talk about, not too much. It should be a relatively quickish one because there's not much for us to review from the previous week. Um, we do have the commission medal to have a have a look at because, of course, that's that's now done and dusted. Um, yeah. You haven't looked yet. I have looked. I haven't looked. I've kept the suspense available to me. So you'll yep. get a you know genuine reaction here on the podcast of like what really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, we had the standard cup final on the weekend. So uh, if anyone's actually if anyone's actually about that, <laughs> if anyone's actually looking at for that, so um, yes, it's under cups and under standard cup, and it's just got like the what the grid was. But um, if you're actually looking for um, normally, I would include the teams that won it. It's under the Hall of Fame. So if you're looking under for it, it's under the Hall of Fame and then under Standard Cup, and then you can have a look at the um, the honour roll, and then there's a little screenshot of the teams that were selected. So, yeah, that one was a bit brutal, and so was one of the Champions League ones as well. So, but we'll we'll, we'll touch touch on that shortly. It was a there was a I mean you know not to not to give away too much, but there's a number of late withdrawals this weekend that really yeah sucks yeah, just suck. <laughs> like not and beyond beyond the the, even the two that we were talking about, it was, it was yeah. more than that, and it was they, they kept happening, and uh, it hasn't been like that all year. That is like an, you know, more old school. This is like you know, in the first few years that we were running this comp. This is well, the reason why we put the project, the bench player in. Because like, well, because Kevin Cheedy, <laughs> one word, <laughs> one one name, two words, I guess. I don't know, um, but yeah. he just to do it every week, but um. Particularly around this time when Essendon was travelling to Perth or, or Fremantle travelling to Hobart, if I remember rightly. Yeah, but it seems like, I don't know, for whatever reason, it's back in vogue because, man, it seemed like every majority of games this weekend seemed to have a late withdrawal. And it wasn't just randoms, it was actual key players, so it was pretty brutal. Yep. Anyway, I'll whine about that later. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into it, mate. We'll start with the original league. First of all, the toilet bowl. We'll start from the bottom up, so to speak, if that makes sense. I didn't think we were talking about toilet bowl. Oh, damn. oh let's have a look at the toilet Because that's only because you're in it. Well, your, your score lived up to the worthiness of the toilet bowl. The Mighty Bucks just showed how and why 
they are going to be a hell of a force to be reckoned with next year with a second round pick. Um, Mighty Bucks won this 178.5, which is just an, an amazing score. Why they finished second last on the ladder, I don't understand, to 98 from the Dingoes. Um, I'm not going to go through all the all the all the people who scored amazingly well across any of these the results that we're going to talk about, but the Bucks were pretty solid across the board except for Jeremy Howe, but he got injured. Um, and yeah. for the Dingoes, it pretty much just sums up your year. This one in terms of Petrarca doing nothing and and so on. But um, is this a potential last game for Scott Pendlebury as a Dingo? I guess. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, it, it sounds like he's going to go around again next year, and uh, if everybody else is as kind as they were this year, things leave him for me. I could probably pick him up again, but um, yeah. But um, wow, like I, I mean, this is just such a reprehensible effort from the Tinkos. <laughs> They've been just stinking it up the last few weeks. I don't know what happened. Like, well, I mean, I do know that Mitch Lewis. It's just fallen apart. I don't know why. Like he was yep. kicking like all these bags against good teams earlier in the year, and then suddenly the last few weeks he's just turned into an absolute spud. Petrarca is useless. I I don't know what to do with him. I'd, I'd delist him if I uh, if I had somebody worth keeping instead of him. But he's, I don't. He's 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 a great player, but he's not an AFR player. Is that what you're well, saying? He's not an AFR player, given the current scoring system that we have I, I pushed last year for inside 50s to be included instead of kicks and if we had that scoring system Petrarca would be one of the best players that you could have oh, is that why you push for it it's not why I pushed for it it's because <laughs> no, a no, like no. Petrarca should be recognized by our scoring system as being as good as he is yeah. unfortunately our scoring system's not up to scratch anymore and he doesn't and, it, and so Petrarca who we all know as an AFL player is amazing but yep. as a far player is not because he doesn't uh, he doesn't just sit there in the back pocket gathering kicks as a cheap kicks like most uh, most midfielders do. He's actually a real impact player, and yeah. I'm not going to whine about that anymore. But there's plenty plenty of other players in that lineup who can hang their heads a little bit at the moment. All I got to say is Ben King, Brody Grundy, another number one pick. And probably half that lineup you'll never see in a Dingo's uniform again. <laughs> um, cool. Um, of course, that has no bearing on um, in- the draft order. Nope. Not that it would have mattered anyway, because you still would have had the first pick. Um, the elimination final. Of course, the final, where you finish in the finals when you get knocked out, that does have bearing in terms of the your draft order at the come next year. But uh, the elimination final, we had the Titans up against, so the wild cards up against the Southern Titans. Titans got up here, 165.5 to the wild cards, 134. For the Titans, Sam Walsh getting 40 at centre was outstanding. Tom Mitchell getting back to his roving best, 21 at Rover. Um, Brayshaw getting 20 at mid was also pretty good. Danaher, this was the big one for him. He's been missing Joe Danaher for quite a while, getting 19 at key forward. Um, For the wild cards, they're out, of course. Um, A reasonable score, but there was a couple of players obviously down. Um, Rowe, Raul, sorry, Um, Dale, Segler. Um, just didn't quite, and Tom Green just didn't quite get him over the line. His forward line of Aaron McKay and Peter Wright. Peter Wright did okay, I suppose, getting 14, but McKay getting only the 12 certainly didn't help. So the Titans are through. It's a bit of a shock, to be honest. The wild cards have been in great form in the second half of the year. I thought they were a bit lucky in the first half of the year. 
the second half of the year, they were really pushing the heroes for that top three spot for a while. I wouldn't say deservedly. They, like I said, they were riding their luck a little, but they've yeah. been pretty clearly the number four team all year. Like it, it had become a little bit of a joke in the second half of the year. The Titans were in fifth, but and then you had all these like you know the Chargers and the and the Dozers chasing the Titans. It's like wow, that's it's, I mean, the fact that the Titans couldn't put those sort of teams away early said more about the Titans, I think, than anything else. And the fact that the, yeah, well, the Bucks should have probably, you know, as they proved with their score this week, should have been probably the team that was in this elimination final, but they just found ways to lose. But, um, wow. Titans actually showed up. I had a great, I mean, we know Walsh uh, is amazing when he's on and same with mm-hmm. Mitchell. They both just, man, they turned up this week. I don't trust him to do it again, but, um, and, but Danaher, that's a bit more like he's been out of touch, but him finding his goal scoring ability, that could be huge, um, for Brisbane, uh, and for the Titans. That said, I, I'm, I feel a bit sad for the wild cards. I, I, I'm still, I'm not hundred percent sure if the wild cards have won a final yet. I feel like every time they make finals, they just go straight out. Oh, sure. I know the feeling. Don't worry. I know the feeling. <laughs> they seem to, like, it's, I think they've now played in four finals. And I don't think they've won one yet. So it's, it's oh, a bit cruel. That is one, cruel. That sh- they should have won one by now. I'm not, I could be wrong, but I think that's my gut right now is that's what's mm. happened. I, I think this is probably just, I mean, uh, I, I think the top three in the OL have been pretty clear from a long way out and, uh, Yep. I don't think this Titans win does much to change my mind on that point. Okay. <laughs> Qualifying final, we had the Blue Flames up against the Heroes. Blue Flames got up 180.5 to the Heroes 147. For the Blue Flames, fairly very solid performance. Tom J. Lynch getting 25 at forward. Um, Patrick Cripps getting 23 at Rover. Um, and Doherty getting 21 at midfield as well with a standout. Jeremy Cameron getting 21. At some um, key forward was also pretty damn good. Um, for the heroes, um, Zach Merritt, 25. Um, we'll talk about Merritt a little bit later. Um, Zach Merritt getting 25 at midfield um, for the heroes was fantastic. Um, Andrew Brayshaw getting 16 at Tagger. Um, and Jared Witts getting 17.5 at Ruck was also pretty good. But Blue Flames, too strong. Yeah, this was a. I really had no idea who would win this game. I feel like I've been waiting for this game since about round five because it seemed pretty obvious to me that Natas were the top team, but these two were the two challenges. And I, to be honest, most of the year I thought, well, I think the heroes are going to come through when it counts because the Blue Flames just always seem to fall apart at this time of year. Mm-hmm. And that was dead wrong because, man, those Blue Flames, they showed up. I was, you had to be a little bit worried with Tom Lynch and Nat Nui just kind of thrown in there, you know, coming off no run-up. And I was like, yeah. oh, this looks like the classic underdone Blue Flames with injury issues, not quite delivering. But, wow, man, they just they – the, they were the key, like, uh, performances, really. They were fantastic. Even with Hugh Greenwood down, like, Doherty and Cripps were just phenomenal. And, and the heroes, some of their key players, like McRae and Oliver, who you would normally pencil in for, you know, 30 yeah. possessions and – 20 handballs. I just, I mean, I know that Oliver was tagged. Uh, I don't think McRae was tagged. I just think he was, you know, just up against Geelong. Just had a bad one. Marshall was down. Hayden Young flopped under the the bright lights. He's missing, missing Witherden, the heroes. But I don't think this is the end of the world for the heroes. 
You know, nope. they knew they were going to have a tough one here. I still think the heroes can win three straight. Okay. Um, that said, um, the Blue Flames look as good as they ever have at this time of year with that sort of effort. Um, I, and I, I know Natas put in a really uh, good effort in the Champions League this week, which we'll talk about in a second. But I think, uh, yeah, the Blue Flames are they're looking like, dare I say it, they're looking like they might actually be able to come through Ooh. You know, sort of form that could actually finally push them. End. Push. This is, you know, this, I mean, when you talk about Blue Flames, you're also talking about Burley United and you're talking about a, a yeah. franchise that has 20 years of coming oh so close and never actually winning a title. Yeah. Damn. It would be, uh, be pretty incredible for them if they actually managed to pull it off here. Yes. Well, we might as well. Let's have a look at what's happening next week because there's no point in coming back to it. <laughs> um, so <laughs> next week, game one is the first semifinal. It is Natas versus the Blue Flames. Similar to what you, exactly what you're talking about now, mate. Yeah, well, so you're, you think you think the Blue Flames are, are, are possibly in a good seat right now, especially with Nick Nat coming back to be able to knock off Natas. Well, any anyone who cracks 180 ever has got to be in pretty decent form. Now I'm pretty sure Natas, as we'll see, did the same this week. But I feel like Natas has been getting a little, just vulnerable, and you have to mm-hmm. be said to be a little bit vulnerable when you you know even you lose on the week before, like round 18 loss yep. to the Bucks was a bit of a stun. That was, again, they put up a good score, but it just shows, I think, that, you know, there's there's a few, just some cracks in the armour, and if there's anyone who can exploit it, it may just be the Blue Flames. Of course, trouble is with Blue Flames versus Natas, it always comes down to Cameron and Hawkins mm. and who actually has the upper hand in that Geelong forward line. But that's the trick here. If, if Cameron does fire and Hawkins is held, Blue Flames can win this. Yep. Um, it's going to be it's it's going to be a fascinating game because they are two awesome sides. I can't wait. It should be a gr- cracking game and high scoring as well, which will be which will oh, be good. I, I honestly don't know how to split them. I'm still going, I'm still leaning towards Natas just because of the year that they've had, but um, it's going to be an amazing game. Um, like the second it. semi, it is the Heroes up against the Titans. I can't. Did the Titans it. do it again? No, no. The heroes had an awful game. They will bounce back. I, it, it is a concern for the heroes. Like I know, I was like, oh, I'm sure they can still win three in a row. That said, every time this year the heroes seem to play the Blue Flames on a task, they lose. I don't understand. Like I, I don't know if they've beaten either of them all year, and I think that's weird the way that it's like. Whenever the, like the heroes, obviously, like you look at their points for they they can score, but for whatever reason, when it comes to the good teams, they just seem to fluff their lines when it's the big stage. So I don't know. They've got to work that out and they've got to work it out quick. I don't see the Titans knocking off the heroes. If they do the heroes, that will be tragic for the heroes. Um, well, the, the heroes, the heroes, sorry, they did just to interrupt. They did beat the Titans in round 14, 185 to 158. Yeah. Well, that, that sounds like a more typical effort from the heroes. Well, I, that's what I'd expect is like them. Yep. 171, 80, then putting up a sub one fifty is almost unheard of. So, like I said, uh, like McRae and Oliver are not going to be that poor again. No. So the Titans are going to have their work cut out for them just, just keeping up. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Danaher and Walsh and Mitchell can, can keep up that form then, you know, who knows? But mm-hmm. uh, the heroes definitely seem to be a more complete team though. So we'll, we'll see. Yep. yep. 
All righty, let's have a look at the Super League. So I'm just opening up my page now. It's just taking a little. Here we go. Cool. Toilet Bowl, first of all, Major Warriors up against the Thylacines. Thylacines got up here, 156 to the Major Warriors, 131. Yeah, um, not not really surprised there. The Warriors have been terrible. They have been terrible. All year. And, and, if it, and if it wasn't for Stringer, that score would have been even worse. It's it's true. Stringer really, you know, that honestly that forward line to be honest saved them big time because the rest of that performance was ugly. Obviously, Adams got injured, so that's a bit rough, and um, and so did Howe to be honest. But um, so they had a couple of injuries, but still the thylacines in the end, despite some kind of misses with you know Nick Dacos didn't quite have his game out, and Marshall was a bit low, and but I mean Sard and Cripps, man, they just fantastic and Brayshaw as well so the thylacines um they were pretty proud of their second half of the year i think if you look at if you look at a ladder of the second half of the year the thylacines would have been in the top five so mm-hmm. um that's what i've been telling uh zach anyway and he was i think he was most happy honestly that he managed to beat the mighty atoms score this week because i think in his mm-hmm. mind proved that he could have been a finalist and that was yeah and, and winning a winning finalist if he'd been able to somehow have some good form in the first half of the year. It didn't happen, but uh, but the Thylacines really, you know, they're looking forward to getting Hugel Hagen into that lineup regularly next year when he really yeah, give him a sniff, start, isn't he? Yeah, he's starting to kick a few goals. So, so what do you have? Five or something? He had five two weeks ago, and he had a couple more this week. So he's he's yeah. kicking multiples now on a weekly basis. So yeah, watch out, Todd Marshall. He's coming for you. <laughs> Uh, the elimination final, it was the Mighty Adams up against the Coat Hangers. Um, Mighty Adams, there is a blank spot against Dylan Shield because, of course, this is one of the late withdrawals that we were alluding to at the start. Um, but the Adams was still too strong in the end, 153 to the Coat Hangers at 137.5. Um, Mighty Adams, Max King got 24 at key forward, um, took Miller 20 at tagger. Um, and, and Darcy getting 18.5 at Ruck. Coathangers had a pretty good run home in the second half of the year. Um, a little bit of a wet sail. David Mundy gets 22 at Rover, and that's, of course, his last game. He announced his retirement of Fremantle today. Um, so he'll, he'll be gone next year. Um, but um, that's not a bad way for to end your, your Coathanger career. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the co- I mean, we always kind of looked at the Coathangers, I think, they did have a better second half of the year, but really the uh, the Brawlers, the Farmtons, probably the Marbles, all of them at points looked clearly better than the Code Hangers, but somehow the Code Hangers, just everything seemed to always fall their way and they snuck into the five. Um, yep. Bit of an overachievement. Hopefully it doesn't hurt them too much draft-wise, but the Adams, yeah, even a player down, pretty comfortable in the end. Yeah. Um, the Adams have still got some work to do. They, I mean, they. I mean, what I was alluding to even before the the Dylan Shield withdrawal was obviously a real kick in the nuts. But um, but even before that, Canelio was a late withdrawal for the Adams. So oh, okay. So they had to like their original plan was took Miller at centre and uh, Canelio at tagger. So uh, when Canelio was out, then I had to sort of talk to Tyler, and he was like threw Chad Warner into centre and threw Tuck Miller to tagger. Hey, Tuck Miller to tagger seemed to work out okay, but yeah, Chad didn't go great. Chad, Chad was a bit, bit quiet. Yeah. Um, I still think there's a lot of room for improvement in that Adams lineup. The waitering is pretty flat. Obviously, this they can do better at centre. 
Yeah. Even uh, Anderson and Sinclair are probably a little bit below par. So they're still really missing Darcy Parrish. And uh, maybe Josh Kelly gets another run next week or they swing Sinclair back into the back line. The Mighty Ams have got a lot of thinking to do because, you know, it was pretty easy to get past the cone hangers. I don't think next week's going to be quite so easy. No, next week is not going to be as easy, that is for sure. Um, and, of course, the next game in the qualifying final, we had Nexus up against the Ashy Convicts. This was a belter, and we were doing blow-by-blow. Blow. I was actually watching the game, obviously, as you on, the, uh, on our chat, and you were giving the rundown on how many points were needed and all that sort of stuff. The Convicts have got their bunny, I tell you. The Convicts, 174 to oh, Nexus. 172. There was two points in it. Um, there was really one point in it, but um, Zach Merrick got a took a mark. I think he was about 55 out. The siren had gone, and he's like, yeah, I want to kick it. <laughs> <laughs> so it ended up being um, a two-point game. Um, Zach Merrick with 38 touches at centre. Um, Travis Spoke getting 19 at um, at Rover. Jai Simkin getting 19 at midfield. Um, I'm not going to go through it because it's – some massive scores there, but Taylor Walker getting 19. We've got Ridley and Sicily and Nankervis. For Nexus, um, Jack Graham was probably a little bit down, getting six at Tagger, but once again, a very, very strong performance there. Jared Lyons, I'll be curious to know whether Nexus delist him because uh, he's pretty close on my list to being delisted. He's just very inconsistent. Luke Ryan was outstanding, getting 22, but Luke McDonald kept Nexus in this game. Um, getting 13.5 at back. Yeah, it's, uh, it was an incredible result, especially when I think about the second half of this year. Well, and I think, you know, and Cameron, I'm sure, will tell you all about how uh, Nexus very unjustly finished second behind the Sons of God by only, like, you know, mere points. Um, and Sons of God just edged them out for the minor premiership. And if only Nexus had managed to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, they probably wouldn't have been playing this week. And the Ashy Convicts, on the other hand, they have been like limping through the second half. Yeah. They were obviously phenomenal in the first, before the mid-season draft. But then, yep. uh, the, you know, the mighty Adams swept them either side of the mid-season draft. And ever since then, the Adams have been chasing the Convicts. You know why that is? Yes, tell me. It dawned on me the other day. Naomi was was not able to make the draft and made me her proxy. Oh, that'd be really wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, self-deprecation aside, the, the I mean, in the end, the Adams did actually catch the convicts for wins in round yes. eighteen. Unfortunately, uh, the convicts. Well, unfortunately for the mighty Adams. Fortunately for the convicts, um, the uh, they they managed to stay ahead in the points four department. Uh, because otherwise, if the Adams had somehow managed to sneak into third, um, all we would be having this week is an Adams-Convicts uh, semi instead. Instead, the Convicts have uh, turned things on its head and actually upset Nexus here, their bunny, as you mentioned. And uh, and now now we have, well, now Nexus is in the really strange position of having to win three in a row to try and uh, defend their title. Yeah. Awesome. Incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, of course, that means the sem- Sorry, go for it. Sorry, the Warriors are the defined title holders. I feel like Nexus win every year, but no, they're probably not <laughs> much. Yeah, the Warriors are still drunk from last year. Yes. <laughs> um, Mad Monday went a bit too long. Um, that means, of course, the um, the semi final this 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 week coming up. First one is the Sons of God up against the Ashy Convicts. This should be a good game. 
I mean, the convicts, well, I don't know. The Sons of God have been phenomenal yeah. in the, for a long time. So I think I still think Sons of God are, well, very much so now the title favourites. The convicts, if they can possibly pull it off again, it would be amazing. Obviously, the convicts are still searching, like the Adams, for their first title. Yep. Um, despite having you know things like the Champions League already on the uh, shelf for a time, uh, the convicts yet to clinch that first Super League Final, so the, I think it's how long has it been since the Sons of God won a title? Ooh. Oh, let me bring up their team because it'll be on their team page. Because I know they've won one. I'm trying to think if they won. Have they won since was their inaugural title? It wasn't 2010 or something? Was it tw- uh, 2008? They won, and it's the only one the point the one they won ah. the Champions League in 2010 and the Standard in 2012. So they've won nothing for 10 years. It's almost 15. Like, well, yeah, 15 since they, 14 since they won the title. I mean, and we all know the infamous mm. nature of that 2008 title when the Captain's Diggers were one of the best teams of all time. They won the Champions League that year. They were incredible. They finished top of the ladder. They scored like over 160, 70 in both their finals and yet went out in straight sets. Didn't even make the final. It was unbelievable. The most unjust final. Yes, season. I remember it. I remember it well. And that, that was how the Sons of God won that year. And it was, I still remember like being just in shock. I think that the diggers couldn't come I in. Mean, the fact that they couldn't even make the grand final was horrendous. Didn't you win like 17 and one that year or something? It was, just yeah. so, it was ridiculous. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that anymore. This is, this is the Sons of God. So it's weird to have like three teams left in the finals now. Sons of God, who haven't won it for 14 years. Convicts mm-hmm. never won it. Adams never won it. And Nexus. Yeah, they won a few. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, it's, uh, I don't know. It's kind of cool. kind of cool that we're going to have, well, unless Nexus run the table from here, which is, you know, quite possible still. Uh, but, um, but yeah, kind of cool. We've got a good mix of teams that, you know, uh, not not the regulars at this time of year. No, but of course that does mean Nexus now have to play the mighty Adams. So the funny thing is, okay, I'm devil, devil's advocate here, Sons of God win, Nexus beat the Adams. That means it's Convicts versus Adams again. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, well, Convicts versus Nexus. Yeah, so it, I know, and this is always the way with the qualifying final, and yeah. it quite often becomes the prelim as well if you know whoever's in the elimination or whoever finishes first does what they're supposed to do. Do you think the Adams, with a full complement, could knock off Nexus? Oh, they've done it already this year. I think the Adams. Um, yep. So yes, hundred percent. Like it's. I mean, we know they Dan, because this is this was last year's preliminary final. Nexus Mighty Adams. Yes. Mm. And the Adams did knock off Nexus, despite Nexus having a really good game. Bailey Fridge, seven goals. Um, yep. I feel like the Adams. You know, like like I said, they didn't quite fire on all cylinders this week. I feel like Nexus probably might have uh, Aaron Hall back this week as well, though, too. So they're, they're, you know, they could potentially improve, too. But whenever you've got a forward line like Max King and Fritch versus, say, Hawkins and Cameron, like King and Fritch, they could both kick a bag against anyone any week. Mm. So anything is possible. The Adams are solid everywhere else. So... It should be a great game. Nexus Mighty Adams has been a really good game for the last couple of years. Um, Adams have got nothing to lose. They'll give it all they've got. Hopefully, for Tyler's sake, when I consult with him later this week, make some good decisions about his lineup. He really wrestled with it last week. 
Um, and I'm sure Nexus will be right there. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who. Uh, I'm assuming the Sons of God should probably defeat the convicts. But um, yep. uh, well, we'll see, I guess. And Nexus Adams. I I don't know. I I'm going uh, Sons of God, and I think Nexus will do it. You'd, you'd think Nexus should do it, um, but uh, I don't know. Adams seem to have had Nexus at least, you know, two of the last three times. I'm pretty sure they played Adams have got him. So mm. yeah, it's um, not it's not a gimme for Nexus. That's for sure. No, no. All right. So yeah. Finals are obviously certainly heating up. Um, there's a couple of things we should get through, as I mentioned earlier on, before we look at the at the Champions League and the Standard Cup. We had a commission medal. Um, Dave Matheson was the one who was doing the commission medal for the Super League again. Dave, thank you very much for um, for doing it again this year. Um, uh, in terms of the commission medal for the original league, of course, we do it live on the podcast. So, of course, there's been a couple of weeks that we haven't done the podcast, so... I, I've gone back and retrospectively um, given those those um, points out to people, but um, I hadn't looked at who who was leading until until um, we just pressed record. So um, I'll go through I'll go through the top. Five. I'll, I'll read off the top ten. I'll start slowing down. Start slowing down. So for the commission medal in the original league, we've got McRae from the Heroes in tenth, mm-hmm. Bruce from the Chargers in ninth. Riley oh, O'Brien, sorry, he's done. Well. He's done well to get that many votes, given how often he played. Yeah, uh, polled ten votes, <laughs> ten points in five games. He polled. Um, Riley O'Brien getting twelve points from the Titans. Darcy Parrish in seventh, twelve points. Um, Lockie Neal in sixth with fourteen points. Sicily in fifth from the Wildcards, mm-hmm. sixteen points. Polled in 10 games, which is interesting because the um, Darcy Parish only polled in four of <laughs> the 12. So when he played, he got BOGs. Um, oh, sorry, when he got points, he played BOGs. He got BOGs. Um, in fourth spot, Jared Witts from the Heroes on 16 points. Mm-hmm. In third place, Charlie Kernow, equal 16 points from the Heroes. Heroes again. Heroes again. In we have a tie. Oh, for first. For first. Wow. Now I can't even go back to polled because they both polled in eight games. Um, first one in second position or equal first. Rory led from the Scorpions on eighteen points. Wow. And the other one is Jeremy Cameron from the Blue Flames, also eighteen points from eight games. About that forward and a tagger. Although, yeah. actually, when I think about where Scorpions played, Laird, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they didn't Center, play. Center, mid, tackle. rover, tagger. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll see. Laird will win the commission medal, but he won't make it to the all AFR team because you can no. have to play in one particular position to get named in the all AFR team. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, actually, we can look at the the team of the year. It's already it'll be already posted. Um, for the for the commission medal in the Super League. Alrighty, actually, no. Before we do the team of the year, I've just opened the page. What's the team of the year? Team the of the team. Hmm? For the original league. For the original league, I've just opened it up. Team A, key forward Tom Hawkins. Forward 
Tom J. Lynch. Centre, Rory Laird. Appearances six times at centre. So he's played at centre. There you go. Hawkins left him still sometimes. Yeah. Midfield, we have Jaden Short and Daniel Rich. Yeah. At Rover, we have Patrick Cripps. Mm-hmm. Tagger, we have Matt Rowell. Oh, yeah. Back, back Stephen May. Key back, James Sicily. And yep. Ruck, Jared Witts. Sounds fair enough to me. Team B, Charlie Curnow from the from the Heroes, key forward. And we have Jeremy Cameron. Then we add forward, we have Sam Walsh at centre. So Walsh hold in three, was the best in that position four times, and he was second, and Rory Laird was six. So Laird easily won the one. Shannon, um, Shannon Hearn at midfield, Noah Anderson in midfield. Yes, I got somebody. Yeah, I got someone too. George Hewitt at Rover. Oh, in the B team. <laughs> yeah, nice. In the B team. Uh, Tagger, picked up in the mid-season. Have a guess who it is. Barry. <laughs> Barry. <laughs> yep. The, the funny thing is, okay, so Matt Rowell appeared in four. Appear, it was the best player of that position on four occasions, picking up a total of 88 points. Oh, sorry, 80 points. Barry had three appearances in team in team of the week, picking up eighty eight points. So he was eight <laughs> points better, but with yeah. a game left. Yeah. <laughs> really uh, back was Isaac Cumming. Oh, yes. um, key back was Tom Hewitt, and Ruck was Riley O'Brien. So Jeremy Cameron wins the commission medal, but couldn't make the A team. Nope. No. There you go. Um, and he missed out by 20 points in making mm-hmm. the, the, the A team. All right. Commission medal for the Super League. Tenth was Peter Wright by the th- in the thylacines with 11 points. Wow. Um, then we have Clayton Oliver on 11 points um, from the Warriors. Bailey Smith from the Warriors in eighth on 11 points. Jared Witts in seventh on 11 points from the Brawlers. Then we have Lockie Neal. Um, in sixth on 14 points. Jeremy Cameron is fifth in the in the Super League mm-hmm. with 15 points. Sam Walsh was fourth. Mm-hmm. Sons of God on 16 points. Ty for second. Tom Hawkins from Nexus on 17. James Sicily, Convicts, on 17. And we have one clear winner. Who do you think it is that I have not mentioned? Should be Rory Laird. Where was Rory Laird? <laughs> well, I'm just assuming because one in the other league, so surely and he hasn't been mentioned so far. Rory is not in the top 30. That's, wow. What was Nexus winner, doing? Winner of the champion of the commission medal for the Super League. We have, on 20 points, polling in eight games, Charlie Kernow. Oh, there you go, Charlie Kernow. Oh. Bit of a turn up there. Yeah, Charlie Kerno. All right, in terms of Team A and Team B um, for the Super League, key forward, Charlie Kerno, of course. Jeremy Cameron at forward. Lockie Neal at centre. At, at midfield, we have Sam Doherty and Aaron Hall. Patrick Cripps um, is at Rover. Then we've got Jack Steele at Tagger. Then we've got a convicts backline of Isaac Cumming and James Sicily. And then Jared Witts is at Ruck. Yeah, Thylacines get one mention. That's nice. 
Yeah. Um, team B, obviously Rory led there. Team B, um, Nexus have got Tom Hawkins at forward. Buddy Franklin um, is at forward. Interesting. Bailey Smith at centre. Uh, on oh, It's obviously picking it up because it's on the same value. So Jaden Short is named there twice at midfield because he's got the same. I'll need to have a look at what the formula is doing on that one. Um, Rory Laird is at Rover. Sam Berry, once again, um, <laughs> the second half of the year. Um, Bailey Dale, Tom Stewart, and Riley O'Brien. Mm. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. All righty. So, yeah, we had the commission medal, and that's the team of the year. Um, let's have a look, mate, at the – let's have a look at the standard. Oh, no, look at the Champions League first because that was, that was a um, – the standard was an actual cup final um, result, yada, yada, yada. Champions League. We had the semi-finals this week. Grand final isn't until the prelim week. Um, Sons of, In the semi-finals, we had Sons of God up against Bill's Brawlers. I can't believe it, but uh, late withdrawal. I assume it's a late withdrawal for the Sons of God. Um, and the Brawlers got up. Um, 171 to the Sons of God, 163. In the other game, we had Natas up against Nexus, 184 to Nexus 172, which means it's the Brawlers versus Natas again in a, um, a final. But Brawlers couldn't win a game last time we were doing this podcast. <laughs> Could not win a game. I think Bill called Mad Monday about round 13 or 14. <laughs> and now what? What, did, what is he? I think Cam put it in, was it like a um, third... Final third, year third year in a row. It's true. The um, it's a pretty impressive record the Brawlers have got in the Champions League. That's for sure. Like I, I mean, that's because they're, they're the Rex Diggers. Yeah, it's maybe because mm -hmm. um, it. I mean, there's not many teams that have managed to make three in a row, is there? No, no, um, not many at all. The, did the Diggers didn't even quite do it, did they? Nope, nope. We did. We went back to back, but not the third. No. Um, Did the Scorpions do it? No. Uh, yeah, Scorpions won three in four years, but I don't think yeah. they made um, three in a row. Uh, no. no, the the Dingoes made three in a row though. Ah, there we are. We we lost in two thousand seven, lost in two thousand eight, and then won two thousand nine. Well, and if I want to really go into it, then we we actually made five out of six years, so that's pretty damn good. But yeah, <laughs> three in a row has been done before. The Brawlers obviously won it. They they beat the Blue Flames in 2020, but then uh, lost in a task last year, and now we get a rematch. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Um, even, like, even I mean, Natast actually made, like, four finals in six years as well for a while there. So, so there's, there's been some good streaks, that's for sure. This um, will be an interesting one, depending on what happens. Because Bill's not going to have to submit a team for a while because he's not in a... <laughs> you're saying he's going to forget? <laughs> I wouldn't surprise. I had to tell him, hey, you made Champions League. He went, oh, okay, cool. So I had to tell him that he was in the Champions League game the other week. So it wouldn't surprise me if he if he forgets. Yes. So, okay. Well, in English Premier League starts this week, so attention turns to that. So you might forget. I'll, I'll make sure I remind him. Natas, real, like if um, Natas deserved to win it there. 
been an incredible team all year. And they said, well, let me put it this way. I think if it had been an Atas Sons of God final, that would have been epic because those have been the two top teams in the two leagues and that would have been awesome. And that's why I'm, I'm feeling the, the utter tragedy of the uh, Daniel Rich. Uh, I don't know whether yeah. it was with Coral or what it was, but the fact that he didn't play and uh, Ben named him is 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 just a like you, we both know, mate, how hard it is to win that Champions oh. League. To lose it like that, to, to lose it like yeah, like, and and to be honest, I didn't even notice. I didn't even look at any of the results, so it's not like I, I would have been able to text Ben and go, "Hey, you do realize Rich is out" or anything like that. So, I, I, I was yeah, I don't watch much football, but um, yeah, that was that yeah, that's heartbreaking, isn't it? To uh, particularly when it's on the Sunday and it's like the second last game of the round. I was looking at, you know, I was looking at his roster even even after the fact and going who could he have put in yeah there was there was no one oh like, really because yeah. it was such a late game yeah there was nothing he could have done no. so like he didn't have any other bombers or kangaroos and uh you would have had to know in advance so yeah yep. yeah that's just that's just that's brutal. brutal that is brutal <laughs> and while we're at it Let's look at the next brutal result. <laughs> yeah, the Stander Cup. So, of course, it was the uh, the Adams up against the Farmptons. Um, this was a close game. It was 161 to the Farmptons to the mighty Adams, 153. So it was a very close game. Congratulations to the Farmptons for taking home some silverware, um, although there isn't any silverware for the <laughs> for the Stander Cup. Um <laughs> Um, so the at so yeah the Farmtons um, one sixty one, um, Brad Crouch was outstanding getting twenty two, um, um, Shannon Hearn thirteen point five, Marshall getting seventeen point five, uh, Tom J Lynch thirty two at forward, um, for the Adams I mean they put up a belter of a score which we've already really spoken about um, their team but that Dylan Shield out of course, set last game of the get round, nothing you can do about it. You just have to sit there and just hope. And well, and, it, and to be honest, when it was announced that Shield was out, I mean, at that point, it was halfway through the Richmond Brisbane game, and yep. Tom Lynch, Tom Lynch, at halftime had one point to his name. So, oh, that's right. They came home with a wet sail, didn't they? Brisbane choked and or had that in the bag, and then yeah, that's so right. Phantoms, so really, the Phantoms didn't look like. It was like, oh, Shields out. Okay, well, that's okay. Adam still looked like the crew's in here, even even a player down. And then suddenly Tom Lynch just took bang, off. Bang, 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 bang. Yep. Goals. Well, up. they had Nick, the Farmtons had Nick Newman who got injured, didn't he? At back. It's true. it's true. He did get injured at back. But then, to be honest, Newman's been terrible lately, anyway. So I don't think true. he would have done it good. So, yep. uh, but but yeah, that was was it was Tom Lynch's. Yep. Like Tom Lynch totally won that final for, for Thomas, which is lovely for a Richmond supporter. I'm sure you enjoyed that game. I'm sitting in um, watching Richmond come back, beat Brisbane, Tom Lynch be the hero for both in both counts. And then, yeah, the Adams mm. wasn't to be. No, was not to be. But, of course, Thomas has got another chance for a bit of silverware. Uh-huh. That's I don't right. know if you noticed that. He's, yeah, he's up against – he's got a grand final this week against the Blue Flames in the AFR Cup. It's true. Yeah. So it's um it's gonna be I don't, I don't think he's gonna beat the blue flames though. Although they have know. been on a roll since the mid season. They they definitely know how to play cup games, that's for sure. 
Yep. So I don't think the blue flames are certainly going to have that as um, all one-way traffic, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, we've come to an end, mate. It was a good one. It was. That was it. Um, not many games to talk about this week, which was good. Um, one thing I'll let everyone know is I've updated the D-list pages. So if you want to go through and start delisting your teams, you can. Um, you can submit it as many times as you want. It's not final until, obviously, the um, the D-list deadline, which is the weekend after the AFL Grand Final. So, um, But all the teams' um, D-list pages have been updated, so you can go in there and start playing around with who you'd like to delist and stuff. Um, and, of course, you can keep talking to other teams about trades, but the trade won't become effective until after the D-list. So if you do talk about trading players, then, of course, they have to be part of your keeper lists. Um, one thing to remember when you're do, doing the D-list, it's not who you want to D-list, it's who you want to keep. It does say at the very top, who would you like to keep? Um, but just keep that in mind when you're submitting it. You're not submitting your, your D-list, just submitting your keepers. <laughs> Make sure you get cool. that around the right way, yes. Uh, sorry? <laughs> Make sure you get that around the right way. That's Yeah. If not, <laughs> some people are in for a cracking cracking draft. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. All right, then. Um, thanks again, Steve. Uh, we might be back next week. We'll see how we're going. Um, but um, we'll, uh, we'll chat to everyone soon. Brilliant. See you, everyone. Bye.